Well, hello there, and welcome to Ask Allie, your place for life advice with a metaphysical twist. Today is Monday, April 10th, 2007. Thank you for tuning in and giving me a listen to. One week. We have one week to get done with our taxes. I have not started. Usually my taxes are done in January. Because, <laughs> you know, I work for myself totally, and I already had all the information I needed, so I just did all my taxes January, beginning of February. They were done, and now I haven't even started them. I did finally find my uh, W-2 form, that was called, W-2 form from um, my bus driving. So now I can tackle it this week. Ugh. But also this week, we're on spring break. Yay! So I am, I'm, I'm taking two field trips this week. I have one tonight at three, and then one on Thursday. And then Tuesday, I'm heading to a casino. It's my first time ever going to a casino, and I am rather excited. Um, I don't expect, no, I can't say that. I can say I don't expect to win a whole lot, but I do expect to win. Gut feeling, I'm going to win. And I'm going to come back with a lot more money than what I went in with. So I'll let you know the following podcast um, how I did. But I'm excited. It's, it's a girl's day out. We're heading down to West Virginia to go to the casino, and um, it'll be fun. I haven't had a girls' day where I went someplace and didn't have to work, like one of the new age fairs or something, and I can't remember the last time. So I'm doing this solely for fun. It's been at least 15 years, maybe 20, which is ridiculous. But here we go. So wish me luck on that. What else is going on? I did April um, Soultrific uh, Salon about Twin Flames. So if I ever remember, and I'm not promising that I will, but if I ever remember, I will put them up on the website um, for purchase so you guys can, can listen to them. Ask Allie has a Facebook page, which I again forgot about until just now. Uh, Soultrific has her own Instagram, which I again forgot about until just now. And uh, that's about it. I think that's all the announcements I have. If I think of anything else as I'm going on, I'm sure it'll pop up. Oh, I have a neighbor. That sucks. It's one of the bonuses about living here in this farmhouse is that the only other property within range is, well, it's next door, but it's, it's I mean, there's a good distance between my house and the other house. Uh, you could fit yet another house in between us. But... We had access to all this property, all 80 acres. Well, that place next to us hasn't been rented out in 13 years. And lo and behold, they rented it out. So I'm bummed that now I have a neighbor. Even though there's still a little bit of ways, I still have a neighbor. So that's, that's, I, can't have, I can't have a big orgy in the backyard and have nobody know about it. Because now people will know. So I have to rethink that plan. Uh yeah, that's it. Okay, let's go on. Right, Zena? Right. So, tarot overview of the week. I finally dug out some more cards. It was not easy. There's a lot of box. I haven't unpacked. My entire office is still packed. Um, whenever I get a desk and actually open my office upstairs, then I'll unpack. But until that point in time, nada. But this week, we are going to use the Energy Oracle Cards by Sandra Ann Taylor. And I'm pretty excited that I finally have a different deck. 
be excited. And what we do here is I'm going to play a song for about 30 seconds. Uh, today it's going to be Horse With No Name by America. And you guys think card number one, card number two, card number three. And whichever one resonates the most to you, that's the one you pick. And when I read you the overview of what the card means, that is your energy overview for the week. So you'll know what, what type of parameters you're working in. And Sunday marked Mercury retrograde, by the way, in case you didn't know. And it goes on until May 3rd. So my 50th birthday, that's what I forgot to mention. My 50th birthday, May 2nd, will still be in Mercury retrograde. Eh, that's okay. Um, my birthday. I have been saying this every week, and I will until my birthday, that for presents for my 50th birthday, I would like a copy of your favorite book. And not your actual favorite book. Don't send me the one you have, but a copy of it. And it doesn't matter if it's a children's picture book or if it's some sort of scientific book, history book type of thing. I don't care what it is. Don't care. As long as it has an interest to you, as long as you love it, then I love it. Just go ahead and uh, send me a copy. Write your name inside so I know who it's from. And the address is at the bottom of the show's notes. It's P.O. Box 1511, Worcester, Ohio, 44691. Please, please, please send me your books. I hope someone sends me some. I've had a couple people say, I'll send you one. So I know I'm getting two books. <laughs> at least I'm getting two. So I'd, I'd like to get at least 50 since it's my 50th birthday. So if you could contribute to that, I'd appreciate it. See, I knew I forgot an announcement. So back to the cards. <clears throat> so I'm going to play a horse with no name for 30 seconds. And you guys are going to pick a card, card one, card two, card three. And then we will go from there. You ready? All right. On the first part of the journey, I was looking at all the life. There were plants and birds and rocks and things. There were sand and hills and rain. The first thing I met was a flower above and the sky with no clouds. The heat was hot and the ground was dry, but the air was full of sound. I've been through the desert on a horse with no name. Okay, a little bit further than 30 seconds. It's 44 seconds, but I just had to hear that part. Um, all right, so what'd you pick? Card number one, card number two, or card number three? To let you know, I picked card number two this time around. <coughs> okay, pictures of these cards will be up at the AskAllyPodcast.com <coughs> website, provided I don't go into a coughing fit. So, if you pick card number one, you picked Angel of Love. Oh, yes, Angel of Love. So this is beautiful angel comes with roses in her hair and rose-colored wings. She is very pretty. She holds a rose quartz heart, radiating tender and loving vibrations, bringing you compassion and affection. If you're looking for new love, this angel brings a message of its upcoming approach. Or if you're longing for a deeper, more intimate connection with someone already in your life, She's here to say that far greater tenderness is available to you. 
Either way, remember that your first intention for tenderness must be directed inward and the compassion that you demonstrate towards yourself will influence the energetic potential of these events in a significant way. The angel of love is smiling on you and forging connections in the energetic realm. Pretty good. If you pick card number two, two like me, you picked Goddess of the Moon. Now, if Goddess of the Moon says this card shows an eternal spirit holding up the bright reflective moon and standing in front of a crystal clear water of a sparkling waterfall. Her arms are stretched upward, receiving the light of the moon, the light of inspiration. This card is all about intuition, the ability to receive insights from your soul's point of view. Receiving this card tells you that you have the power to get intuitive information on all types of issues, and now is the time to use it. Gee, really. The goddess of the moon brings you all sorts of information, from the mundane to the spectacular. For instance, you could get the urge to take a different route home from work and find out later that you've avoided a three-hour traffic jam. Or you might have an idea for a great invention, a stock investment, or a spell-binding novel. This card could also indicate a significant blossoming of psychic ability and mediumship, even on a professional level. You're always blessed with this ability to connect, but this card is telling you that now is the perfect time to open up. Get ready for the amazing inspiration that this brings. I will admit that I have an idea for a set of books, uh, actually children picture books around our buses. So, ta-da! Now, if you pick card number one, this is my favorite card in whatever Oracle deck it's in. This is always my favorite card. But you picked the sun. I love the sun card. You picked the sun. The sun brings blessing to the earth, and this card portrays blessings in your own life as well. Just as the sun nurtures the earth, bringing new life in spring and summer, this is your time for a new beginning, the onset of a nurturing new light in your life, the light of divine inspiration and personal growth. This card often masks the time of great creativity, bringing the accumulation of an important new project, such as the birth of a baby or writing or publication of a book, even the birth of a new you. Now is the time to put your energy into expressing your truth and vision. Visualize the light of divine love pouring into your heart and mind like the rays of the sun, bringing inspiration, growth, and abundant blessings. See the future you want to create and know the sun is shining on your attentions now. Holy hell, that's a good card. See, told you, favorite card in the deck. Always and forever. So if you pick card number one, you've got angel of love. Card number two is goddess of the moon. And card number three is the sun. Got the moon, the sun, and love. I think it's a pretty good reading after all. <laughs> Don't you think? All right, question and answer of the week. If you'd like to send me a question, please go to askalleypodcast.com. Scroll down just a tad and click on the link. It'll send you to a nice little page. You send me your question. Bingo, bamo. I answer it here on the air. It's that simple. Okay, so this week... It is from T, and they say, this guy that I broke up with back in high school keeps popping into my thoughts. Why? Am I supposed to get back together with him? I can't do that. I'm married. Well, um, just because somebody pops in your thoughts doesn't mean you need to be with them romantically. Um, when somebody just appears out of the blue into your head, it's usually because they're either A, thinking of you, or B, looking for you. And of course, if B, if they're looking for you, then A, they're thinking of you. 
correct? Um, but they can just be thinking of you in passing and it pops up in your head or they could be actively looking for you, whether it be in Facebook or I don't know, online searches and, you know, trying to find out where you are or what you're doing. But that's why people pop up in our heads. If we're minding our own business and all of a sudden someone shows up, they're thinking about us. It's interesting because somebody who pops into my head all the time, all the time, ever since uh, his death three years ago, um, yeah, three years ago, um, is Philip Seymour Hoffman. Now, and he's right here. So I will be minding my own business and out of the blue, he pops up into my head. I mean, that's how he first arrived. And although I've always been a fan of his work, I didn't really give much thought to him. No offense, Philip, but I didn't. And after his death, he just, it wasn't right after, it was a little bit after, but he just kept showing up. And so now when he does pop into my head, I know he's thinking of me and that he is nearby, which he is. Um, but that's why people pop into your head. They're thinking about you. All right. And if you don't want, if you don't want to think about them when they do pop in your head, then you can just shove them out. Just that simple. And I'm smart. Well, you can't see me. Those who can see me on camera because I'm recording behind the scenes can see this, but, uh, no, he's just over here going, no, you can't. I think he's talking about himself, not, not what I'm saying to you guys. Um, but he doesn't want to go anywhere, so he can stay. But anyways, that is why T, that person is in your thoughts. I don't think you need to get back with him. I just think that um, he's thinking of you. That's all. Wondering how you're doing, hoping that you're well. And um, he does regret breaking up with you in high school. I'll tell you that too. But thank you so, so much for sending in your question. Now, topic this week popped up in my head. So I figured why not? Let's talk about it. Is five clues that your past lives are calling out to you. We all have past lives. Okay. As, as big people, we forget about them a lot. Um, we're taught not to think about them. We're taught that, uh, it's our imagination that they never existed, that we have one life, one life only here we are. And once we're dead that, well, that's just it. <laughs> Sorry, Charlie. Um, but when we are born up until approximately the age of four, we vividly remember our past life, especially if I can say that correctly, our previous past life. And seeing that I knew this, I remember asking my son always, you know, my son would talk about things all the time when he was little, he'd ramble on say, Kyle, what are you talking about? And in kid terms, he would explain to me about him being a, a fighter pilot in uh, World War, I think World War II for Great Britain and getting um, shot down. And he always remembered his very, and his name was Ted. Was it Ted or Tom? It might have been Ted, which is interesting. If I think about that, it's quite interesting since the guys, Ted, I call Bill and Ted, but the Ted part is British. And I gave Ted just a name I pulled out of my, my buckus 
and um, found out later it's because he was a Theodore in a previous life. But my son was an actual Ted. He never said he was Theodore or anything else. It was a Ted. <coughs> but um, he used to talk about that quite vividly. And he would also talk about different farm a farmhouse, and I can't quite remember what he would say about that anymore. And another time when he got murdered, I didn't particularly like talking about that one. Um, but, you know, he told me as much as a three- or four-year-old could tell me about what happened to him. But we're predisposed to remember things until we hit about four when we start talking about them four and on and our the adults around us say, oh, no, no, that's you know, it's your imagination. They dismiss it. They don't tend to, you know, delve in any deeper. So we just, we block it. It's our imagination. I mean, why should we bother with that? Uh, but it's not our imagination. So how do you know that your past lives are calling out to you as an adult? One, one first clue. Is there a location that you're drawn to? Is there some place on this earth, maybe or maybe a planet, I don't know, that you're drawn to? If you find yourself over and over again drawn to a location, it's because you had a past life there, and it's called it's calling out to you. Myself, I am always drawn to Egypt. I've been drawn to Egypt since I was a little kid, little, little, little. And I remember seeing pyramids for the first time and just and crying. I didn't know why I was crying. My parents didn't know I was crying. And um, I just was overcome with emotion. I think I was five, maybe, or six. And any snoring you hear in the background, by the way, is my dog, Gimli. So I'm going to apologize that he's fast asleep. Um, but that location always stands out to me. And castles. I know that's not a location. It's a type of house. Castles always stand out to me. So, if a location is standing out to you, if you're always drawn to um, look at that location, um, know more about the location, then that is a past life calling out to you. Two, profession that you're drawn to. What profession are you drawn to that you're not currently in? A profession that I'm drawn to that I'm not currently in, nor will I be in this life, is a, um, a federal agent or a police officer. I am extremely curious about the law and uh, and about spies and um, and all that stuff. There is nothing in my life, nobody in my family is a police officer, nobody works for the federal government as far as I know, no one's a spy as far as I know, but this stuff has always intrigued me again since I was little. So that is a previous past life that comes back to call me and says, you know, hey, you were one, you were, I was once something like that in one of my past lives. So three, are you having the same type of dream over and over again? If you're in a location you don't currently know, if you're with people you don't currently know, if you're going through the motions of a life you don't currently have, that is a past life calling out to you. Dreams. <clears throat> Dreams are our window to other dimensions, to past lives, to future lives. They're not just the fluff of what's left over of our present physical current reality. There is so much more to dreaming. There's, it's a whole, it's a whole other spectrum. But if you're having the same dream with 
a location you really don't know, people you don't know, etc. It's your past life calling out to you. Four, if you have, if you notice different signs, names, people, uh, places that keep popping up, that is a sign of a past life coming out to get you. <laughs> coming, it's coming out to get you. Um, it's calling to you. It's saying, hey, look at me. You know, look at me because what is going on with your life currently has a direct bearing on what happened to you in a past life. And that's, that would be a whole different, I guess, other podcast subject. What we're doing now in our current life, in our present reality, is based on what we've done in our past lives and what we have not completed. <laughs> um or people, places, or things that we have wronged, or maybe have done right, that are coming back to get us today. Some people call that karma. But pay attention to names, people, and places, different signs, um, song lyrics that are coming out. Your past lives are trying to tell you something. Maybe in a past life, you were a an author, and you didn't write what you were supposed to write about, or... You totally skirted the issues you were supposed to concentrate on. You know, instead of writing books that would, could change people's lives, you wrote uh, poetry because you were you were upset because the love of your life, who was a soulmate, died. And I just think I just told you about a past life of mine. <laughs> just dawned on me. Um, <clears throat> but you wrote poetry. Instead of writing books that could help change people's lives. So when you come back into your current life, you want to be an author and you're drawn to poetry. But you know you have to write something different. So you're back in this life to be an author to write a book that will change people's lives. Like Soulful Connections. Okay? And then clue number five is Deja Vu. If you feel like you've been someplace before, if you feel like you've had a conversation with somebody before, you probably already have in a previous life. We tend to uh, reconnect with the same people over and over and over again in different lifetimes. Now, remember, just because we're female or male in this life or fluid or transgender or whichever you would like to identify with doesn't mean we have been that in a previous life. I have been male many times. And I've been female many times. Um, <clears throat> so just because you're having a conversation, say, with your husband now, and it feels like you've had that conversation before, it doesn't mean that it hasn't been reversed and you were the husband and your husband was the wife or that you were a child and your husband was your father or your mother. It's just the conversation that feels like deja vu with that person. Okay, so if you're drawn to a location over and over again, if there's a profession you're drawn to over and over again, if you're having the same dreams, if you uh, you know, pay attention to different signs, name places and people in deja vu, those are all five clues that um, your past lives are calling to you. Now, if you've never explored past lives before, I highly suggest you do. It is actually the, well, despite my grandmother teaching me about oracle cards and, and um, healing techniques, as an adult, 
the first thing I've ever jumped into metaphysical wise was past lives. Cause even though I didn't understand it, some, some things kept happening over and over again, deja vu locations, you know, profession. And I didn't understand why. So I had, that's just me. I jump in, try to figure out what the hell it is. But Brian Weiss and Michael Wes, Michael Wes, Michael Newton. No, I'm sorry. Brian, Brian Weiss, Michael Newton are two good people to look at for past lives. Um, oh, what was his name? Ted Andrews, another Ted. I met Ted Andrews once. He was fabulous. Um, he's now deceased, unfortunately. Uh, but he had some real good books on past lives, as did Shirley MacLaine. Her book was actually, no, Ted Andrews was the first book I ever read on past lives. Shirley MacLaine was the second book I ever read on past lives. So those two were all, are also good authors. And I'm trying to think if there's anybody else for you to read. Those four pretty much cover the basics. Um, Brian and, and Michael write extensively about uh, past lives and Michael about the life you have in between lives, which I find fascinating as well. Um, so check them out. And uh, yeah, here we are at the end. <laughs> I bet you thought we'd never make it, but I want to thank you for joining me here at Ask Alley. If you like this episode and you're listening to it on iTunes, please rate it. Uh, I need to bump myself back up in the, in the, the, the list of iTunes podcasts. But please read it and tell your friends. The more people who listen, the more people I can hopefully have their aha moments. And join me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can find this at AskAllyPodcast.com. You guys have yourself a fabulous week, and I will catch you next Monday. Take care.